Hey, Seth, guess what? What's that? Our podcast is about to turn a year old. Ooh, we're going to have a birthday. Yes, a birth... I can't believe we've been doing this for almost a year. I know, it's crazy, right? It's absolutely insane. You know what the best part of birthdays are? What's that? It's the presents. I mean, you got to admit, it's the presents, right? I do I do like presents. I also like birthday cake, but I like presents. What do you think our parishioners could get us for, for our birthday? Um. Well, I like owl things. <gasps> what? <laughs> I like owls. I, th- I was thinking maybe something for the show. Maybe something both of us could use. Oh, oh, I guess if you if you insist. Do you know what we should do for our birthday? What we should do a birthday show where we kind of do a look back over the first year. Yeah, and, and like maybe do some best of clips or something. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. That would be wouldn't that be a blast? That would be so fun. Okay, so as a birthday present to to dropping Sunday, listeners, if you have a favorite episode from the past year, please. Send it to us. Tell us. Tell us what it is. We'll replay it. We'll 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 talk about it. We'll talk about maybe a little behind the scenes, what we were feeling or thinking during that time frame. Uh, and I think that that would be a great present to give us. What do you think? I agree. I think. And it, you know what? It won't cost you anything. It won't cost you anything. But I'm greedy. I'm greedy on my birthday. You want lots of presents? I like oh. lots of presents. I like, yeah. I like lots of presents. Listeners, please. Tell, tell somebody about us. Yeah. Tell, tell five of your friends to listen to us. If we see those numbers jump up, we'll know that you've uh, that you've given us a great present by by telling your friends about it. What What do you think, Andre? Is that you think that'll work for us? I think so. You know what? That that'll kind of be like giving a present to us and to your friends. Oh wow! Because we're the gift to your friends. Wow. <laughs> uh, Pod listeners out there, thank you in advance for 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 making it a happy birthday for us. And for uh, for reaching out to to your friends, and to reaching out to us and telling us your favorite parts, we're we're looking forward to our one year celebration. Andrea, yeah, you ready to get to the show? Let's do it. Andrea made me watch. I'm in love with a church girl. We are no longer friends. <laughs> we're gonna get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. Hey, hey, welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. And in case this is your first time around here, Dropping Sunday is a semi-reverent look at Christian pop culture. Just a couple of notes. We're not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off. Although I am here to tick Seth off. But if either of those things happen, we would like to know. Yes, (laughs) this is definitely a podcast by Christians for Christians. But you don't need to believe to belong Andrea, how's your heart? <laughs> My heart's great. Try to mix uh, it up be- a little. Better- <laughs> it kind of threw me off a little bit. Sorry, I wasn't wasn't expecting the that particular inflection yeah. in your voice. Oh, I figure it's episode fifty. We've reached a milestone. What? It's- Already? Yes. Did you not know? No, I didn't realize. So yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a big, it's a big thing. So I thought I'd mix it up a little bit. I mean, it's been, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of time with our with our pod listeners. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> you know, sorry, it's still <laughs> that term still gets me. Um, you know, if we're on episode fifty, that means we're just a couple of weeks away from our birthday. It, it that's true. That's true. And so, uh, help us out. Thank you to everybody who's already sent in uh, clips of of things that they'd like for to to relive and rehear. Um, there is still time to do that. Please 
let us know. We'll be uh, we'll probably record that episode that week. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, probably. I mean, record ahead. What? I mean, Why would we do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's. We need to talk about that as soon as we're done here. So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, thank you for everybody who's done that. If you haven't done so already, if you're just finding us, I mean, subscribe to the show. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're just a couple of friends talking about uh, talking about terrible movies this week. But it's not always terrible movies. So sometimes it's uplifting. Sometimes it's really terrible. Movies. Sometimes it's really terrible movies. Sometimes it's good movies. It's not even always movies. So no, no. Sometimes so anyway, it's good music. But uh, but this week it's definitely about a terrible movie because Andrea made us watch I'm in love with a church girl. Now I'm going to stop right here and let everybody know I just as a reminder, I love terrible movies. I really do. Um this is a movie that I laughed out loud at at not any of the right parts. So um if you would like to pause, you can uh or you can just kind of follow along with us and we'll see what happens. Is that yeah. fair enough? There, there will be spoilers. There, yes. So if you've been like, if this has been on your list of movies to watch, maybe pause for a me- minute and then, you know, come back. Yeah. And yeah. Listen to our review. One of the things that, uh, one of the things that will be spoiled for you is a uh, good taste. That will, uh, it's going to be the first thing. <laughs> I was going to say, if this is on your list of movies to watch, um, we need to have a talk. Yeah, yeah. So for for real, uh, because this <clears throat> movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> should we start with the synopsis? Should, is that is that where where we should start with this one, think, and then we kind of so, get yeah. into it? Okay, you yeah. let me know because I've already got some good music pulled up here for us to to play underneath you reading the the uh, summary. Okay. I I've got it. I'm ready to go. Okay, go for it. Miles Montego has it all. Cars, boats, good looks, mansion, money, women, but more importantly, he has a past. Miles is a retired high-level drug trafficker who is now completely legitimate. Even though Miles has turned over a new leaf, the DEA can't seem to get them out of their sights. Miles' only downfall is that he is extremely loyal to his circle of friends and former colleagues who are not retired from the lucrative business. Struggling to keep on the right side of the law, Miles meets the one girl of his dreams, but she's not the usual type of girl that he's used to dating. Vanessa is a church girl, in every sense of the word. They are tested to their last ounce of faith and strength in God and each other. God continues to chip away at Miles through struggles from his past, having to live up to his reputation, Feelings of unworthiness, the death of his mother, federal charges, his friends being indicted, the strain on his relationship with Vanessa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys. I just want to point out, it it took more than a minute to read the synopsis of this movie. Uh, Andrew, do you know what song that was that I was playing? Um, that's I'm in love with the church girl, right? Um, no, wait, what's it called? I don't uh, know. Well, uh, yeah, it is a, uh, it is the, uh, <laughs> it is the instrumental version of a song called I'm in love with a stripper by, oh, by stripper. T-Pain. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. singing I'm in love with the church girl. Clearly. In my head. <laughs> 
Okay, so if you want to know why did it take so long to get through the synopsis, that is because this is 17 different movies. This is a faith-based film. It is um, it, it is a romantic comedy. It is a crime movie. You, have you seen American Gangster? It's like American. Uh, it's like American Gangster with uh, mixed in with heat, but with none of the good acting or story. This movie, guys, is a flaming dumpster fire, and it is very fitting for 2020 for us to talk about it. Terrible. Oh, it's bad. Terrible. It's real bad. And and the reason that I was playing "I'm in Love with a Stripper" is because that that song came out in in 2005. This movie was uh, supposed to come out in 2010. Were you aware of this? No, I didn't know exactly when it was supposed to come out, but I knew it had been delayed. And, and why did it get delayed, Asandria? Because the the main actor had to go to prison, right? You're talking about Jeff Atkins? Je- Jeff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeff? Jeff? Ja Rule? Ha- oh, Ja Rule. Yes. Yes. Ja Rule. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> So that fool got sent to sent to the clink and he was like, uh, and they were like, well, we can't put out a faith-based movie where the main actor is like in prison. So we're going to take this movie that we filmed in the late 2000s. Yeah, which you can tell. Uh, how can you tell, Andrea? How can, how oh, can you tell? Just lots, lots of things. Like, like, like <clears throat> what? Could it be um, the fact that uh, the main actress, uh, a cheetah girl, uh, is what she's a cheetah girl? She is a cheetah girl. Why? 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 You look. You it's just like, funny. Yeah, it's um, just funny. Uh, that uh, first of all, I don't think that she knew how to wear clothes. Can we just pause right here? I was like, where are the where are the where's the rest of your shirt? Where <laughs> she always had half of it missing. I I don't know how to put on a shirt, but I do love Jesus, and I you you should love Jesus too, and you should definitely join join me and my abstinence, Jesus. Um, it is it's bad. Um, no, I know that I can't wear anything that covers up anything lower than two inches of my thigh, but uh, also a very glossy lip. I wanted to talk about how the fact that Cheetah Girl Adrian, whatever her name is, very glossy lip in this movie. Well, her her name is Adrian Bailon Houghton. Wait. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Ho- hold on. Did you really not know this? I I legit did not know this. Who So wait, hold on. What did I what did when I suggested this movie, what exactly did I say to you? Um, I don't know. It's on a text message on the phone that I'm talking to you on. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can pull it up somewhere else. Okay. So what you said, well, first of all, we were in choir and they, he <laughs> unmuted us and I was like, Hey, Andrea, because it, yeah, was the, it was the first opportunity that I had to talk to you because this week has been a, th- this week has just been everywhere. You texted me back. Seriously. What are we going to talk about this week? I was looking up <laughs> Christian movies on Netflix and Hulu if we wanted to do another review. And I was like, film might be good. And I started naming some films that are like, are also going to be terrible that we will do one day. Selfie yes. Dad, Switched, Like Arrows. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. this was Andrea's reply. I'm in love with the church girls available on Netflix. It's not new, but it has some scandal tied to it. 
but I'm open to anything. And I was like, all right, let's do it. I don't know about the scandal, so that's fun. He said, do you want to be surprised with it? Yes. Okay, then I'm going to keep on going with our text messages because this is important. I said, I'll start it now. Then I send you a screenshot of where it says executive producer. God, God is an executive producer on this film. I mean, and what was the caption that I put with that, Andrea? Um, yeah, your caption was, I hate you already. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. This movie, this movie blows. Okay. Yeah. So are you trying to tell me that Adrian Balan, Cheetah Girl, Houghton, is somehow now married into the Houghton family, as in Israel Houghton, the former worship leader at Joel Osteen's church? That would be correct. Okay. Oh, my Lord. I just realized what the answer to this next question is going to be, <laughs> and I do not like it. Hmm. Who? Who? <laughs> who is she married to? She is married to another executive producer on this movie, Mr. Israel Houghton. Oh, M. Goodness. They were not married when this movie was filmed. Got it. Okay, so there there is some scandal with this. When did they when did they actually end up getting married? By the way, <laughs> I'm I'm now realizing that like uh, this movie apparently brought so much joy to these two people's lives. <laughs> that, mm, okay, and she's on the real. Like this person still exists on television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here is an article from Oprah Magazine that says Adrian Houghton reveals she investigated her husband's previous marriage amid cheating rumors. So, yes. Dude, is is Israel Houghton a creep? I don't know this. Truthfully, I I, I don't know. It, this isn't a story that I followed a lot. Okay. You know, it's one of those things where... We didn't have a podcast then. Why would we have we followed this story? We didn't have a podcast. <laughs> and sometimes I choose to be willfully ignorant. Let's just sure. be honest. Sure. Um, I did find it interesting that one of Adrian's former boyfriends was Rob Kardashian. Goodness gracious. <laughs> what is this movie? Yeah. Because here's the deal. We haven't even started talking about the film yet, right? No. I'm gonna, I mean, film is real loosely based. We're just talking about the actors that are like associated with it. Mm-hmm. Israel and the, uh, and the producers and the, and their producers, um, dude, <laughs> executive producer, God, it's a problem guys. I don't know if you know this or not, but that's a problem. Um, okay. So this film was written by Gailey Molina. Yes. It's semi autobiographical. Um, not if you ask him, he thinks that this is very autobiographical and you can tell that because the first 35 minutes can't go 30 seconds without people complimenting Ja Rule on how beautiful, successful, uh, handsome, uh, charming. I mean, like the first 30 minutes of this is just, oh, Ja Rule, you are so wonderful. Uh, you, I mean, it's bad. It's, 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 Yeah. Even the yeah. people who were like trying to get him, the FBI and the IRS, they are, <laughs> and the DEA. It sounds like I'm making it up. I'm not. Um, so I'm watching this movie, oh, and it man. starts off with like uh, 
Oh, oh, oh. And by the way, I was in a hotel whenever we were talking about this. And so mm-hmm. on the screen, I, I happen to have Shawshank Redemption on. It's, it's one of those movies that you can turn on anytime, anywhere. You can just watch it mm-hmm. from wherever you pick it up, right? So I turned it on. And so here we have like Morgan Freeman talking about Andy Dufresne, you know? And like, it's like, like mm-hmm. a, a prison movie. And so this movie starts and it is terrible narrator talking over a prison thing. And I'm like, oh, executive oh, no. producer God. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, and it, and then he goes straight up like, well, let me show you and not tell you. You know what that is? Gailey Molina read a book about how to write a screenplay, and it says in there, show, don't tell. Let me show, not tell. <laughs> it's real. It's it's real not good. And, uh, and then oh, so man. it just kind of starts directly in, and it's, it's Ja Rule with his drug dealer buddies. I'm like, is that... Is that T-Bone? <laughs> is that Christian rapper T-Bone? Is that what I'm yeah. looking at right now? Yeah, absolutely. It was exactly as terrible as I was expecting it to be. I <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing because you were texting me throughout and you're like, this this movie blows. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. know. And then I was like, it gets better. And then I'm like, wait, I'm kidding. It doesn't nope, get better. No, no, it does not. It does not. <laughs> so... Like, so, so Ja Rule, Mr. Mr. Sexy Man, uh, who, who this writer no. def- definitely wants him. No, no. I'm saying like the writer has written him as God's gift to everything. He shows right. up and he, he sees his mom and uh, his mom wants to go to, uh, where, where, where does she want to go? Uh, she wants to go to a Sandals Resort. Sandals in Resort. Mexico. Absolutely. Who sponsored the movie, by the way? Um, of course they sponsored the movie. You know how you know they sponsored the movie? Because they mentioned Sandals at least 12 times. And <laughs> later on in the movie, like when they're outside, it's literally a Sandals poster behind them that's been blown up mm-hmm. for, for, for this. Uh, I'm just going to check and see real quick. Because um, how much money do you think uh, that uh, Sexy Jaw wrote? What's his name in the, in the movie? Miles. We'll Miles, talk, we'll call Miles Montego. How much money do you think that he that he either makes or has? Do you think that he might be uh, financially well off? Oh yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be uh, very wealthy. Yeah. In this movie, I don't know. I'm gonna just check and see how much would it be, uh, because he already talked about how he had a three million, uh, like a, a eight million dollar house or something like that, and a. Three hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah. yeah, he was ma- made sure to to tell us all that in twenty twenty, which is now. It, it's probably going to be a little bit more expensive than it was in two thousand seven when this thing was written. Uh, you can get uh, an all inclusive trip for an entire week for three thousand seven hundred and seventy dollars. <laughs> so, um, what I'm saying is. Like if she really wants to go, it's probably not that hard when your son literally was just given $75,000 from f- four of his buddies. Mhm. Am I yeah, am I wrong it, here? No, you're not. That, and okay. that was like the first thing. I was like, why why didn't he just offer to do it right then when yeah. she was saying that? Cuz she does eventually get to sandals. She she does. Spoiler alert. <laughs> she, 
<laughs> she gives it to her as a Christmas present. I'm like, does you she know ever what? Get, wait, hold on. Does she ever get to go? We should we should pause and find that out here in a minute. Okay, so we'll come back to that. So, uh, so then we find out. Th- then we cut to the next scene. And by the way, this movie has no like transitional anything. It's like none. Hi, Andrea. Would you like to go to church with me? Cut to in church. Like it's it's that fast, right? Um, I I I have a quick quote for you from Galley Molina, writer and one of the producers. <laughs> the film's production values are top notch. Next to the passion, it's probably the best looking faith based film ever made. Wow. Every doll every dollar is on the screen. Direct quote. Direct quote. Well, it was from, definitely let yeah. me tell you something. That's very possible because it doesn't look terrible. And and you also paid a lot of really good actors, which we're gonna talk about in just like literally the next scene. Um, you also paid some really terrible ones, but that's beside the point. Seth, do you do you know what the budget was for this movie? I looked it up, it was five million dollars. <laughs> Five million dollars. M- million. Five million. Okay, real real quick. Do you know how much you made? <laughs> Not that much. Two point five. <laughs> <sighs> this was okay. a financial disaster for everyone involved. Go ahead. Listen, here's a quote from Mr. Molina. So, the first movie that God ever executive produced is not successful. Not successful. God's going, do not put my name on that. God got to stay out of the movie business. Yeah, he does. (laughs) He's trying. Uh, But you paid some good actors. You know what they didn't spend money on? What's that? Uh, Uh, Adrian's costume. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Well, they spent a lot of money on getting a full costume. And then they said, you know what? I think we can turn that one piece of clothing into three. And then all of a sudden, she she's not allowed to uncross her legs. So, um, oh, man. So they didn't spend any money on a script supervisor. Because this movie is written like a fourth grader decided to write a movie about what he thought was cool. There's a lot you know? of dogs and mans and. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. So the next scene, we find out that, uh, Miles Morales is being hunted by the DEA and I'm like, Montego. Oh. Miles Montego. He's Miles Morales. Is Miles Morales is, oh guys, everybody back up. Miles Morales, I believe is, uh, <laughs> is the black Spider-Man. I'm pretty sure. Oh man. I could be very, Miles, Mon- okay. Can we just call him Ja Rule and be done with it? Um, yes. Ja Rule. That's fine. Okay, so I'm like, oh, oh, look, a Baldwin. Let me guess which one. <laughs> it ain't Alec. And then I looked at the screen and I said, wait a minute. Is that Mr. Blonde? Now, when I say Mr. Blonde, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Blonde is a character in Reservoir Dogs played by <laughs> Michael Madsen. Okay. Michael Madsen, who also played Bud in Kill Bill, okay? Like, uh, he is not a bad actor at all. And he is as surly as you would want for a DEA agent. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And then I was like, I was like, whoa, okay. I mean, I was kind of, he was the first person that popped on screen that I was surprised by. And then Mm -hmm. immediately after that, I was like, 
Sweep the leg, Johnny. We got we got <laughs> Sensei Crease from Cobra Kai up here with a pencil thin mustache. <laughs> and he has got it out for, for Ja Rule, man. He is upset. Yes, uh, he is not happy. No, no, not at all. Uh what what happens after this? Do you remember? Um, yeah, so <laughs> this this scene may have been my favorite scene in the movie. Oh, for real. Okay, so we're eight minutes in and you're already finding your favorite scene. Well, because yeah. Because it all goes downhill from here. Downhill after that. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah. just because for the, the laugh value. Yeah. He's driving down the road and I think he stops at this four-way stop in this car. Goes past him or turns in front of him or something. And all of a sudden, this music starts playing. Let's let's talk about the music real quick. Because you said all of a sudden music starts playing, and I'm sorry, music never stops playing. Well, that's true. Um, but this music was surprising. Okay, so here we go. I've never gotten the game, because when I get my first hit, everything's been to change the whips and slang with It's a Disney song. I thought a phone was ringing somewhere in my apartment. I'm like, this is, that would have to be my ringtone, right? Not. Yeah. No, I mean, music never stops in this movie. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go up full volume and I'm just going to click randomly in the movie because it's on Netflix. Okay. And I'm just going to, we're, we're just going to see if there's sound. We're going to pick five places. Okay. Here we go. Kay. You ready? Ready. Doesn't everybody? What church do you attend? There's some. Oh, I didn't. There's some. What about this? Yep. Yep. The only way to his heart. Yep. <laughs> there it goes. Yep. <laughs> there, it's all over, yo. There is never a quiet <laughs> moment in this movie. Israel Houghton was like, I'm going to impress the cheetah girl and one day win her heart, and I'm going to do it by putting music throughout the entire underscore of this of this movie. It's... Yeah, he did. He did write four original songs for this movie, by the way. Well, okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know what they were. Yeah, which I ones mean, are the new ones? Can I just point something out? I, I talked mm -hmm. about Mr. Blonde being in this first scene uh, of the DEA scene. Yeah, he's not in the movie again. He's no. in that one scene. No, no, That's no. It. He realized what a turd this was, <laughs> and he was like, "Can't have that on my resume." Anyway, you can keep it off my IMDb. And they're like, oh, there's no chance. Nope. <laughs> Michael Madsen, no chance, Michael Madsen. We're not going to list you as a someone in this film. Like, you're top billing. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're in the top five. On this movie. For sure. <laughs> so Ja Rule is sitting there talking to uh, to T-Bone, and, and they're, they're talking about stuff. And, and all of a sudden, uh, Ja gets a, uh, he gets a phone call. And it's from some sort of financial dude. I don't know. And he says, come on over for a picnic. Cut to, he's at a picnic. I mean, it's. With Vincent Pastore, by the way. Yeah, who I also like. Um, now, if you're curious about like, who is Vincent Pastore? If you've ever seen The Sopranos, it's big. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's who it is. From The Sopranos. Oh, no. Guys. I'm just letting you know, like, big d***y's in this movie. And I'm not talking about... 
<laughs> the look of terror on your face. I'll cut it out. All right. Oh my word. <clears throat> so, uh, so he shows up to. Uh, he shows up to. <laughs> My youngest and coolest friend in the world, you've made it, man. Yep. My youngest and hey, coolest friend in the world. <laughs> hey, remember the person who wrote these lines are writing them about this person. You know what I'm saying? Like about himself. About himself. Yes. Uh so then he looks around and he sees the cheetah girl and it's love at first sight. And then they stay up all night talking. So so Vincent Pastore's character is Nick. He, he's a he's like a Wall Street guy or somebody. We'll he's call him helping. Big Nicky for the rest of the, for the show. If <laughs> sure, that's fine. Better than the other. Um, and he, can we talk about that scene where he has like this heart to heart with Ja Rule about ter- like his wife giving him an ultimatum? Where I was cracking up. I'm solo today. Solo. Well, just don't let money run your life, Miles. Otherwise, you're gonna end up like these guys out here. It looks like they're doing all right to me. I'm serious, Miles. I'm asking one of these guys to pass the chips, and he wants to ask me what the market closed at yesterday. Come on, man. Get a life. I used to be the same way, Miles. My career almost cost me my family, and it got to the point where me and Karen, we didn't know each other anymore. She said the only thing that kept us together was answered prayers from a church group. So I had to commit to going to church every Sunday as a family and one date night a week. I never figured you to be a religious guy, Nick. Well, we really don't like that word religious, Miles. It's kind of like the word margin call in the stock market. I prefer is it? faith. All right, guys. Food is ready. Oh, let's eat. Okay, and if you're curious, that's what we call in the business exposition. Um, a lot of things to set up. And guess what? Nothing. It doesn't set up anything. It's just straight up nope. exposition. Also, you can tell because of the cuts that that was not a single speech. That was big <laughs> screwing it up a bunch of times. And then they put, kept putting, I'm going to bleep it out, Andrea. What? You keep looking at me like that. But like, it, he just keeps messing <laughs> oh, up. And so no. they like clipped it all together. This is the way that like me, who has never made a movie before, would have edited something. Like, <laughs> it's actually, I don't know that I would have done it that bad. Uh, it was the worst. It's bad. Yes. It's, yeah. Um, also, apparently Christian, you can't use the word Christian anymore. Right. We're not, we're not religious. We're not Christian. I'm a man of faith. I'm a woman of faith. Like there's a problem with a label. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand that when she said she, it wasn't, wasn't it uh, uh, Vanessa Adrian who said we don't really like that term or that terminology or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. I thought that was weird. Um, You know what I thought was weird was that uh, while all of this was going on, like this late night talk with Vanessa, um, Stephen Baldwin is like still like watching his every move, like, like real creeper, real creeper. Right. And we haven't, we haven't mentioned it. We kind of glossed over this, but supposedly this guy, Ja Rule, is supposed to be legitimate now. Like he was a drug trafficker, okay. but all of a sudden he just, I don't, we don't, we don't know why. We don't yeah. know what. But now, now he's in a different business. What's his new business, Andrea? He, is he a concert promoter? Is that yeah, what he's but doing? But specifically, what kind of concert? 
Old school I, funk. I That's right. He is an old school <laughs> funk promoter. And at the end of these concerts, he walks away with briefcases full of cash with crisp $100 bills because funk pays, no. baby. Funk pays. <laughs> Does it? Does it, though? Um, I, I don't know, but I've now invested all of my futures into, uh, into the funk business, the old school funk future. business. I've changed my entire 401k. It was a very odd call today when I called called my finance guy and I was like, yo, 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 listen, listen, listen. We got to get in old school funk, baby. Come on, dog. Come, Come on, on, dog. Man. Come on, dog. Uh, yeah, I feel like I can't talk like anybody in this movie without sounding completely racist. Um, there's one black guy in the whole movie and everybody else tries to sound like him. It's like on the first day of recording, everybody was like, uh, excuse me, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Jaw Rule, uh, would you be okay if I spoke like this? <laughs> and he was like, uh, I guess. Well, actually, there are at least two. Well, I mean, other are than you, the parents. Are you forgetting about the cameo? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Guys, here's a little story for you. I, um, I, had, a, I had a fourth grade teacher. Miss Causey, and uh, she was the best elementary school teacher ever. She saw a little kid and uh, reached out to him to make sure he was okay when he was not okay, and that little kid was me, and it made a big difference in my life forever, okay? The second coolest thing about Miss Causey, other than the fact that she was a great teacher, was that in college, she dated Jerry Rice, and we thought that that was the coolest thing because at the time, Jerry Rice was still playing for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. And he had not stooped so low. To <clears throat> guys, Jerry Rice is a Hall of Famer. You guys know what I'm saying? Like he's a football Hall of Famer. Oh, and not Lord. only did he stoop so low to be in this movie... <laughs> And beg Ja Rule for tickets to Old School Funk Night because Jerry Rice can't afford tickets to Old School Funk Night, apparently. Apparently. He also let himself be in the bloopers of this where apparently Jerry Rice cannot talk because he played football before they told people not to hit people on the head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there was, there's some definitely, these oh, lines were, no. these, <clears throat> these lines were definitely, um, CTE lines. You know what I'm saying? Like they were, they were just a little rough. I am trying to figure out who had something on Jerry. Who, who had blackmail on him? Um, maybe one, one of, of Israel Houghton's girlfriends. I don't know. <laughs> one of the producers, maybe. Maybe. Maybe he did an event at Joel Osteen's church. And ever since then you know what i was trying to figure out oh man i'm trying to figure out who uh toby mack is in this movie because it's like he comes on screen calls like ja rule five seconds and then he is gone that's it never to be referenced again this is something that could have been cut out completely it it made it had no bearing on the story yeah here's something else that didn't have any bearing on the story how many rooms did he have in his house? He had eight. He had eight rooms. You know why? Because they talked about how he had eight rooms. Why do you need eight rooms? Why do you need eight rooms? I don't understand. You don't, you don't need eight rooms. 
it's just it's just you. Why do you need eight rooms? Look, oh, look how many doors are there are. There are so many doors. And look at all the windows. Look at all the windows. Why are there so many coffee tables? It was like, it's, I think I delivered those lines better. I'm just going to, I got to be I think honest. you did too, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, by the way, that's the first date. That that was the first date. Mm-hmm. Hey, Andrea, um, I I hear the Broadmoor is very nice. <laughs> is what it, the Broadmoor? I mean, the Broadmoor. You got a boyfriend? I was like, no, I do not. Well, I mean, listen, there's still time. Um, oh, I forgot that she also creeped me out. This Vanessa creeped me out because. Okay, I'm gonna ask. Okay, so you just said that you don't have a boyfriend, Andrea. Let me, but I'm just gonna ask you. This is just a random question, okay? Okay. Let's say you were to uh, go over to someone in the church is having a barbecue and okay. you go over to their house and you're sitting around with all the girls and a very handsome young man comes in and you guys make eyes and you guys start talking. And I hear that music that and was you playing. Because mu- the, mm-hmm. there, well, there's always music playing. I mean, obviously. Always. Um, and, and you guys stay up late and you guys exchange numbers. <laughs> I'm just going to ask real quick. You guys wrap up 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. You go to your house. He goes to his house. Are you going to send him a video message of yourself at 6 a.m. the next morning and be like, uh, hey, no, no. I mean, are you going to wake up enough to like put on full makeup and another and a new fr- new coat of glossy lip? A very no. glossy lip. And I don't look like that at 6 a.m. No, well, listen, neither, neither does Cheetah Girl. And if she does. I should probably take that line out. Okay. Um, so now she's seen where he lives. Mm-hmm. And she likes it. And she, oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. So now what do we have to do? We have to see where she works. Where does she work, Andrea? She works in a what do they call a faith based store? Like a it's a Christian bookstore. Yeah, it's like a Christian hot topic. <laughs> like there's hot edgy t shirts, yes. you know. There's or Christian Pack Sun or something like that. Yeah, no, f- for for sure. I mean, listen, you're gonna, uh, yeah, and and he comes in and he like is looking at all these CDs and he's like, huh. This looks like the guy I'm in a scene with. And it's like, oh, this looks like a real rapper. Like, you know how much they had to pay Ja Rule? He is a real rapper. But that's fine. But you know, it killed him a little bit to say that, right? It you did. Know, yeah. It had to. And so she's like, yeah, this is good music. This is about, yeah. And then she's like, I'm going to show you what, and I'm going to give you a t shirt that has, uh, uh, not of this world on it. And I'm going to give you a trash bag full of music. This is in 2010. MP3s existed. Like I could have made, I could have just sent you a playlist. <laughs> no, it's a trash, a black trash bag full of well, he needs Christian the CDs. CDs. Yeah. Be, sure. Also, how does she afford a convertible on the salary? She ain't, she making minimum wage. And I'm just going to tell you that it doesn't, I mean, after meeting her parents, I'm not certain that they have the bandwidth to do a, like have a good, like steady job because that's the next scene. I think. And the whole family all lives together. How yeah. old is she supposed, how old are they, how old are they supposed to be? She's at least 21 cause she can get into the club. Um, you know, right. She, but 
Okay. I don't I'm know gonna, though. She didn't have to show her ID. I think she just walked in with him. So that, she could uh, be uh, under. Also, also fair. Um, <laughs> oh, another thing about her job is like, we are Vanessa's friends. I'm the white one. I'm the Asian one. I'm the ambiguous one. Like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Oh, she's with oh, him. Doesn't she look so happy? They've met for 30 seconds. They just, they you know what I'm saying? They look good together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-uh. And then so, of Go course. Go talk to him. Go over there and talk to him. Okay. And so now you, Andrea, I'm, I'm going to ask you again. Once again, put yourself in this situation. You, yeah. you now know this guy. You woke him up at 6 a.m. with a video chat. He came to your work. You yeah. you get you stole from your place of business and gave him merchandise. Um and now Her trash bag. Yeah. And then and then so now it's dinner time on the second date. Are you inviting him over to meet Pastor Al and Andrea's mom? Uh no. Second date? Second date. No. No. Probably not. No. But uh, but he gets to meet her sisters, who are apparently very loud. Listen, yeah. which I didn't feel like they were that loud. But listen, I am going to have to have a guy decide that he loves me for me before he meets my parents. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, everybody loves true. my parents. Yeah. So they're all going to like, I'm going to need to know that they want me for me and not yeah. because my parents are pretty cool. For sure. I just... I just need that. I yeah. need that affirmation. So it, yeah. they, it may be six months before they meet my parents. Well, my, uh, my parents, uh, when, once they met Julie, they were like, mm-hmm. cool, if anything happens between you guys, we're keeping her. We're tired of you. Right. Yeah, you're, no. you're a piece of crap. So she's, she's all right, <laughs> and we're going to keep her. You're down on the list a little bit more. Oh, oh for sure. For sure. Um, <clears throat> speaking of CTE... Uh, let's talk about Vanessa's dad because he's having he's ha- he's developmentally challenged, is he not? He, it's like the roles were reversed. Why was he so easygoing about all of this? My no, 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 just no. What do you mean by the roles were reversed? I'm confused. Well, because typically in a situation where you've got a daughter. I see. Dating someone. I see what you're saying. You're yes. g- you're going to be the more protective one, right? Like if yeah. Julian comes home with a new boyfriend, you're going to be the more protective one. He was like, open arms. I don't need to know what you do. I don't need to know where you got all your money. I don't need to know if you go to church. And the mom was like, uh, no, we're going to have an interview. Sit down. Um, <clears throat> I got some questions. Yeah, but why? Why is the mom? Why is the mom asking so many questions? That's because she's a racist. Okay, so if... Totally. (laughs) She came in and saw him, gave him the full look up and down and crossed her arms and looked at the director and said, can I call him the N-word? Like, it was... (laughs) The director was like, cut, cut. No. No, you can't. Are you sure? Because my character... I feel like my character should be calling him the N-word. No, you cannot do that. You can't. You can't do that. She was terrible. Okay, I got it. Just one N-word. Just one. No! Just once. You can't do any... She was um, the worst. She, yeah, mom. Mom was mom was rough. And then we go uh, to the club, and we meet all the other girls, and <laughs> who start talking, start talking about his reputation, reputation, or anatomy. Which is, I'm just curious. Well, a little of both. Okay. 
actually. By the way, I think that was the best way I could. But then it cuts back to mom sitting up in bed, just be like, I can't believe she's out with that N-word. Like, the director's like, cut, cut. You can't say that. You cannot say that. Like, it's... it's and by the way, like, I know that I'm, like, being silly and funny, but also, no, I am not. Like, it is, she's militant about how much she hates this guy. It, it is a little over the top, actually. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then, we, that's, when, that's when we go and see Miles Montego presents Old School Funk Fest. That's what I'm talking about. Old school. And then she goes, oh, I am so impressed. You were so good, Miles. And I love you. Oh, that was so good. I was so impressed by how you put together a funk show. Yeah, how you put together music that nobody actually cares about, but you still made $100,000 tonight. I am so impressed with you. And this is the very first time in the entire movie that you cannot see my cleavage. And so I'm going to go ahead and go to bed in your bed. And he goes. You got to sleep on the couch. And by the way, Miles, uh, no, you don't. You do not need to sleep on the couch. You know why? Because in your house, you have eight rooms, which means there are seven unoccupied beds. You should go and get a good night's sleep in another bed. I'm not saying go sleep with her. I'm saying you got seven more beds. Except I don't think they were at his house. I think they were at a hotel. Why, why would they be at a hotel? Because the concert was out of town. Was it? Yes. <laughs> they talk about having to go drive somewhere for the concert. So they're in a hotel. They're in a suite. They're, That's why she made him sleep on the couch. Oh, oh, okay. I'll, 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 I'll stand that by. Was, that was one of the times you fell asleep, so you were a little confused. I no, I didn't. I <clears throat> so, uh, so then it cuts to <laughs> the next concert, and that's when we find out Miles has a gun. Oh, he my oh no, that's my guys. surprised face. Miles has a gun. This needs to be a visual medium for that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Uh, I'll take a, do it again. I'll take a screenshot. And we'll post it. <laughs> Fantastic and done. Um, <laughs> so so he, he, has a, he has a gun. He comes out. He like pistol whips one guy, picks up another pistol. He's like, oh, everybody get out of here. And she's like, I can't believe you have a gun. I can't believe you had a gun. I'm just Why so do you dangerous. have a gun, Miles? Cut Why? To next, cut to next scene. Everything's fine. <laughs> just, well, they're back in the hotel room. Yeah, back, back in the hotel room. She's all upset. And, and then it's fine. And then she's, it, he, he explains. Yeah. He absolutely. explains that that's just the way life is. That's just... You way. just need to get over it. Yeah, absolutely. And this is after they do. They're like, uh, I don't know. They're they're they try to do that Reservoir Dogs slow walk from the back of the Funk Fest to the hotel. It's like, it, like where are they going? Like, there's no. Right. It's yeah. So mm-hmm. before they go to church, they go shopping, and he tries on shoes, and he says, "You like these, babe? Give them to me in every color." I want. I'll take them in every color. All right. Now, so. Uh, we quickly find out as he's walking out holding bags that that is three. That is three colors. They they have them in three, three colors. Three pairs of shoes. Three, I'm guessing white, black, and gray. Okay, fantastic. Because I think they were just tennis shoes. They, they're just sneakers. Just they're sneakers, new balances. They're new balances. So, and, by the way, I, I'm getting to that age when I find something that I like that I now buy it in every color. Um, oh, yeah. I bought I bought a shirt online from Duluth Trading Company and I was like, this is comfortable. It's on sale. 
I'm buying I'm buying in every color that they have, and now that is what I wear every day. And um, and maybe two in black because I wear that the most. Yeah, uh, this one was dent like a like a fake denim, and so uh, oh okay, well, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, and then uh, she comes out, and uh, this girl who I don't know, she looks a little busted. She comes up and she goes, uh, "Hey, Miles, I've been trying to get a hold of you." Ma goes, oh, okay, yeah, this is my girl V. Like, and he does what he needs to do. Okay, cool. I'm with this one now. Right. And Vanessa is like, what does she say? She goes, uh, the kids are waiting and, and wheels up at six. What does that even mean? Our private jet leaves at six. We've got to go. We got to go. And it was so, so unattractive. It, it, it really is. And then she goes, uh, did you sleep with her? And he goes, <laughs> uh, well, well, yeah. Uh, it's a why, trap. What? Wow. Yeah, it's a trap. Don't don't do it. It's a trap. Uh, <laughs> what? He goes. Why'd you ask then? <laughs> you don't want to know. Hey, hey, fellas. Hey, ladies. Jealousy is unattractive. Well, and especially because, like you said, he he did he did the right thing. He didn't do anything wrong. Right. He handled the situation really well, actually. Yeah. But probably the only situation in the movie that was handled well. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I think he handled it well when he got a, uh, when he got a Bible for his birthday where, uh, the, the name embossed on the Bible was like 84 point font on the, across the front. That's the one. Bible on the cover. No, no. You, okay. I have, I have a couple of Bibles that have my name embossed on them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Where is, where, where is that located? Typically on, on the, the bottom right hand corner. Bottom right hand corner is where where it's located ninety nine point nine percent of the time, um, and it's it's very small. It's very mm-hmm. small because that's really just to say, hey, if you if I lose this Bible, get it back to me. If I right. forget this at church, this one's mine, right? Mm-hmm. That is not what this Bible says. It says Miles Mora- Mount Morales ugh, again, Miles Montego, like. Right across the front, it looks like it's his personal journal. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like that. Yes, yeah. it does. Um, and then cut to uh, Stephen Baldwin, just still, just. I mean, I'm so in love with Miles Montego. I'm so in love with Miles Montego. I'm going to bring him down, and I'm going to I'm going to put handcuffs on him, and then I'm going to kiss oh, the small man. of his back. I mean, it's it Ooh. it's sp- what? Ooh, okay. Okay, okay. But he finally goes to church. An hour in to this movie, he finally goes to church. And he drives up in a Bentley. Yeah. And he's walking up to the building. And what does he see driving up? Well, apparently, (laughs) it's the worship pastor showing up right before service. Right. Oh, I hadn't even considered that the worship pastor was showing up right before service. I'm sorry. What time does our worship pastor show up? For uh, Let's just talk about right now. We have two services. Our first service starts at nine. What time do you think our worship pastor shows up? Okay. Well, I know that I, I, I've been asked to sing one time during, during all of this. And I was like, okay, first, first service is at nine. I remember texting you. I was like, what time do I need to be uh-huh. at 830? Like, uh, I'm sorry to break this to you. Our call time is 7.15. And I was like, oh, pass. Yeah. 
Is it too is it too late to just call Shelly and tell her no? <laughs> it's too impossible? late. Um so I think probably he gets there what like uh between seven like probably around seven, I would guess. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. about seven. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So this pastor pulls up, and by the way, it's not like he didn't have a fast enough car to get there. Cause your boy pulls up in a white Lambo. I'm sorry. What? I don't know any pastors that drive Lambos. Nope. I don't. None of our pastors drive Lambos. No, no. Uh, and then he's also like decked out, like he's wearing fresh white top to bottom, like a white, Yan- mm-hmm. white on white Yankees hat, white flat build. And, yeah. And then, um, and I was like, okay, okay. So, you know, I, I get it. This is, I honestly thought at the time, like, this is probably the pastor. Okay. And then, uh, and then worship starts. And uh, the pastor then has to sing. Like, here's the thing. Like, behind the camera, Israel, like, could have grabbed a microphone and been like, just lip sync. Mm-hmm. And I'll be, and, and, I'll, and I'll do all this, but no, Mm-mm. no. Uh, hey, Seth, do you, do you know who, uh, who plays the worship pastor in this film? Yeah, yeah. The writer of the movie. <laughs> the real life Miles Morales. Yeah. Is it yeah. Miles Morales? Now I'm confused. Now I'm really no. worried about it. No, his name is Gally. Gally Molina. Gally Molina. Yes. Gally. That's his real name. And he is Pastor Gally in this film. In Pastor this Montego. Miles Montego. I'm going to keep saying Miles Morales and it's going to be <laughs> Spider-Man. Guys, spoiler alert. Spider-Man is not in this movie. Nope. Doesn't show up. No. No. Also... Pastor I will Gally. say this, Pastor Galley, the another note that I had was mm-hmm. he should not call the women in the church baby. Did you hear that? Did you Ooh, catch that? I I I didn't, but also I'm I I was sleep I was sleepy. <laughs> well, was, well uh, at the end of service when he's out greeting people, a lady walks up, he goes, Hey baby, how are you? And I'm like, mm-mm, no. Oh, I remember he he no. called Vanessa Ma. What's up, Ma? Uh-uh. Yeah. No, dude. You, like no. The girl right before right before they walked up, he called her baby. Yeah, I was outraged. I, wasn't he also like grabbing butts and stuff too? That that might have just been maybe po- he, completely possible. <laughs> All right, so but Jaws like okay, I, I kind of like feel this church. Uh, you know, it's not terrible. They pass the mm-hmm. offering plate, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes he goes what? She's like, Put some offering in. Oh, okay. He pulls out a, a wad of cash that was easily $200,000. At least. At least. Because they made you think it's all hundreds. Like, it's, it was so, so big. Yeah. And he takes Hold half of it and just puts it in. And she goes, how much did you give? He goes, that much? He, like, holds up two fingers. That much? About that much? What? Is it more? No, I'll tell. I'll explain later because churches don't like it whenever you give that much money. Right? What? Well, and she said, she said, Miles, people don't need to see that because he pulls it out of his coat pocket. And I'm like, um, that's actually probably true. That, but that is also- true. <laughs> Miles got to meet Vanessa's uh, uh, family on the first date, uh, but now it's finally time for Vanessa to meet Miles's family. So they yeah. go to the the sandals postcard blow up in the backyard, 
And uh, here you go, Ma. I, here's my, I'm take, sending you to Sandal Sandals, Sandal Sandal Sandals. Got to say it 12 times, Sandal Sandals. Um, this this whole thing. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm so, I, we have been praying that he meet, meets a, a good Christian girl. Stephen Baldwin, what is he doing? He's in the bushes with them binoculars, taking pictures. Taking, taking those pictures. Having a conversation about how he's not jealous. Yeah. Um, but but definitely 100% is. Oh, 100%. And then, uh, and then so Miles, I mean, he's going to give this Jesus thing a shot, right? Yeah, yeah. He starts reading the Bible. <laughs> and and he's, he's, he's trying, and he sits down with, with Vanessa, and he goes, you know... <clears throat> I just want like I, I saw this documentary about uh, Islam and the Quran and how they uh, they believe all these things and predicted all these science things before there it could have been possibly predicted and wh- like why why do we think that Jesus is the right way they they did talk about Jesus as a prophet why do we think Jesus is the right way and and not like Quran why do we mm-hmm. read the Bible instead of the Quran she goes you're gonna have to figure that out. Like, no, like he's asking like legit questions. I I don't know, but obviously you want to have sex with me. And if you ever want to do that, you, you're going to have to figure that out. You're going to have to figure it out because we have to be equally yoked. Equally yoked. Missionary. I don't fully understand that. Yeah. I, yeah. Terminology. And I'm going to say it anyway. And then he goes, okay, okay. Well then here, let me read you this passage. How much more pleasing is your love than wine? Sweetness as the honeycomb, my bride. Milk and honey under your tongue. Your two breasts are like two fawns. I slept, but my heart was awake. Listen, my lover is knocking. My head is drenched with dew. I've taken off my robe. Must I put it on again? My lover thrust his hand through the latch opening. Now that sounds like late night HBO to me. You just read that. I read it how it's reading. That's right, what it right, is. Babe. Okay, are you trying to say that the Bible says that it's okay to have sex? Babe, I don't know what the Bible's saying. I guess I'm just trying to figure this all out. That's all. Babe, I can almost assure you that these people that they're talking about are married. Okay, uh, as a biblical scholar who has a degree in, in Bible and theology, no, they are not. Um, <laughs> they... They're, they're definitely not married. Um, it takes a lot of acrobatics to be able to say that these two people are married. <laughs> just, just, you got to do like, uh, oh no, this is, uh, this is the greatest hits. And they were kind of written out of order, but these two people are definitely married. So we can talk about definitely it in married. church. That's a, that, by the way, that's a passage from, uh, the song of Solomon, which is yeah. a mm-hmm. filthy book. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad. It, it, it's bad. I'm just saying. Um, by the way, I, I, I one time uh, taught uh, taught a uh, uh, a series on the Song of Solomon uh, for an adult Bible stool, like a, a couples Bible study class, and uh, we tripled in attendance. It was great. It was. It was <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was just thinking. Oh no, you have to now. I can take it out always. I won't. You won't. But I might. Um, 
you you tripled in attendance because you got more couples in, or because those couples started no all because babies. of births. Yeah, because of births. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. There was a lot of babies that were made when we were talking we, about that. We had I don't this was this would have been like fifteen years ago, probably the first year I was on staff at Bethesda. They had a marriage conference one weekend. <clears throat> yeah, and no joke. Nine to 12 months after that conference, there were like six babies born. It was hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. That's hilarious. So, well, he's he's not uh, being satisfied. He goes out to the club and this girl pulls yeah. him back into the back room, starts whispering in his ear because um, that's how babies are made. You whisper in someone's ear and then a baby happens. Um, okay. Yeah. And so um and so she finds out and gets really hurt. He goes, "Babe, I promise I didn't do it." And she goes, "Okay. <laughs> I guess Are you, you tell me it. the truth. <laughs> you tell Are okay. you tell me the real truth. I I don't know if I believe you, but I like your big house. Um so and all the money that you have to spend on me cuz I work for minimum wage yeah. at a Christian, Christian hot topic. Yeah, at <laughs> heavenly topic. Yeah, that's that, that. So um, then cut to uh, Miles's mom is sick and dying. And what yeah. kind of sickness does she have? We don't know. No, the illness sickness, of course. It's an illness. Yeah. That it's, she's been hiding for a long time. And because an aspirin fixes everything. It would have been so easy just to be like, she had cancer and we didn't catch it. But it, that's not what they said. Nope. It was just, it's a sickness illness and she has it and she hid it from your sickness illness ears. We, and we they found it while she was on the trip. Oh, it did they find it while she was on the trip? Well, she something happened because she said, I ruined the trip. I so think either, it's because she didn't get to go. Oh, she never got to see, go on the trip. I thought it was because they were there. They were at the resort and she got sick and had to come home. But well, maybe it she nice didn't get if, to go. Yeah, I mean, if one person had read the script before they started filming, we might be able to find that out. But we nobody, might know. No, nobody <laughs> did. So, um, so he, uh, so she dies, and at the funeral, um, ja Rule is wearing the largest pair of sunglasses you will ever see. They uh, they started his hairline on the top of his head and go to the hairline on his on his mustache. Um, oh man, you guys, this movie. <laughs> And we still haven't even gotten to everything that happens in this movie. Who, who of course, is at the at the funeral? Stephen Baldwin, uh, still just just I'm in love with the guy who's in love with the church girl. I mean, he's got a real affection for her. And then um, Miles decides oh, that he is going to propose to Vanessa. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, his his mom passed away, and it made a difference in his life and he decided he wanted to do something. And, uh, and then, so he sits down with the racist mom and the, um, uh, the, the special needs dad who, I mean, he is dude. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. Watch the movie. And if you think that he doesn't have special needs, you can at me. It's completely okay. There's nothing wrong with people who have special needs. They need to be represented in movies too. They did fine. And then they cut over to um then as like in, in this weird like pink dress where it's like I guess it's like for her birthday. But again, it's not a lot of clothes. 
Um, and she gets blindfolded and is shown her birthday present. What is her birthday present? Well, so here's, I'm confused. I was confused. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, yep, was yep, he, that's correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time I was confused in this movie. Was he giving her the airplane? Yes. Yes. As her that, birthday gift. Yes. That was or were they going on the airplane somewhere and that was her birthday gift? Okay. I think that it's perfectly reasonable to think that they were going on an airplane trip as her birthday present. Right. However, if that was the case, they probably would have shown where they ended up. They didn't end up anywhere. They just went on an airplane trip in her brand new airplane. Yeah. And my favorite line of the movie comes right now. Okay. So this is Stephen Baldwin coming up to uh, some lady. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Hi, how can I help you, sir? I'd like to see the flight plan of that last private jet that went out, please. I'm sorry, sir. That information is confidential. It's okay. I'm Mr. Confidential. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm Mr. Confidential. Again, one person does a reread. One person does a reread. That's all we need is one person. Oh, man. That was, I almost fell out of my chair when he said, it's okay. I'm Mr. Confidential. Oh I'm like, gosh. was he trying to be funny? Because I don't think that he was. No. Which makes it even better. So that's followed up by this beauty of a line. And he pulls out the biggest piece of costume jewelry ever. It looks like a ring pop, like a clear <laughs> ring pop. You know what I mean? <laughs> Vanessa Leon. Miles, ain't no question. Ain't no question. Not yes. Is this movie over yet? No, we still have a half hour. I'm so sorry. We'll try to speed along. Now, T Bone and all of his, uh, all the other, uh, all the other thugs get arrested, and they're put in a room. With uh, John Kreese, uh, Sensei Kreese, and, uh, and and they they call him like uh, Miles. All five of us are arrested, and we are all in the same room because that's exactly what they do. They put everybody mm-hmm. in the same room, and the bail for all of us is going to be five hundred thousand dollars for all of us because Half a that's, mil. But that's what they say. <laughs> because well, I mean, I'm just saying, like that's not how it works. They don't group. You don't get a Groupon for bail. You know what I'm saying? That's just not a thing. But he bra- he busts him out, and they're like, "It was pressing us really hard, Miles." Press about what? About you. About me. Man, look, this guy told me I could get up and leave right then and there if I told him something juicy about you. Juicy. Yep. <laughs> told me the same thing. Oh, listen, they wanted some juicy gossip on you, and if we could have given them something juicy, they would have like dropped charges. But of course, we're not going to do that because we're not we're not snitches. Uh, Because you know why? Because snitches get stitches. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like like the way he says, like, just so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Of course they do. Yeah. Juicy is a fun word. It's, uh, yeah. 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 By the way, yeah. This agent does have it bad for you, Miles. Um, Mm -hmm. He wants to nuzzle your neck. Um, And so. 
we go from from here, everything's fine. To oh, of course, there's a car wreck. Mm-hmm. There's a car wreck, and Vanessa is in a coma. Um, yes, and the doctor delivers the medical news in a way that uh, is Very just professional. Yeah, I mean, second to none here. Well, here's where we're at, folks. She has internal bleeding, suffered severe head trauma. She's in a coma. She, she gonna be all right, Doc. I mean, she gonna live, right? Only time will tell. We've done all we can for her. We just need to see how her body reacts to the procedures and hope for the best. Hope? Hope? <laughs> you? S- <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, wait. No, you need to go in there and do more surgery. You need to figure it out. Whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to We can't hope and pray that this is going to work. That's it. I got to no, go talk to... how I operate. That, <laughs> that's <laughs> it. No, no pun intended. <laughs> I got to go talk to somebody. We, we cut to, um, immediately, him stand, like, kneeling in front of a 40-foot stained glass Jesus. Yep. Now, <clears throat> you you watch the 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 scene in the church pretty carefully. Did you see a forty foot stained glass Jesus in that church? No. No. Mm-hmm. So the movie wants us to believe that either one, the chapel of this hospital, has a forty foot stained glass Jesus, or this dude just walked into a church and started screaming. <laughs> I think that either one <laughs> is a possibility. Either one's a point. complete possibility. And the angle on this shot is like, I understand that it's supposed to be like looking down on him, mm-hmm. but like, it's like at such an extreme angle that like, he's having like, cr- like he's got a crick in his neck from talking to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and he just kind of just lays it all out for him, you know, just look, I'm a stand up guy. If anybody needs to pay for their sins and let it be me, please just leave everybody else out of it. Just take me. I'm ready for whatever you got coming. You want to send me to hell? Book the flight. And that's when he got his ticket on Spirit Airlines. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'm dancing. I'm dancing over that you one. You are. You are dancing. Because that's what hell is. One of the Say, trivia parts yeah. of this movie says that Jeff Ja Rule Atkins had to be born again before starring in this film. Before starring in it? Yeah, that's what this says. He had to be born again. That's what this says. Before he could star in it. Yes. So, so But he filmed it before he went to prison. So, yeah. Did he go to prison for things that happened before he got born again? Probably. I mean, let's be honest. Our our uh, justice Judicial system. system. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, I just thought that was funny the way they worded that. He. <laughs> what must I do to enter into this movie? Thou must be born again. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Oh man. And so um, then he gets picked up by uh, Sensei Kreese and, uh, and Stephen Baldwin and uh, and he gets interrogated by two nerds from the IRS and nothing, nothing ever gets. Who were the cutest 
the cutest guys in this entire film, by the way. Oh, yeah? <laughs> For those two guys, yes. I, I just got a little crush on the nerds. I like it. I do. Oh. I do have a little crush on the nerds. And so, uh, of course, he's like, I got... <laughs> he goes, I've got... Uh, I've got accountants and lawyers and everybody that keeps me straight. So I don't know why I'm here. And they're like, that's a good point. You can go. <laughs> it's just, Man, you got us. Okay. Um, so then he goes back to the hospital and, and then he, uh, he like kneels down and I feel like he gives his heart to Jesus three times in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. So here's like his second conversion. And this is when so you he's see- not Baptist. You're saying. Um, <laughs> definitely Pentecostal. So um, you see Vanessa, and she's got uh, a, a gleaming white like head wrap because that's what you do in a coma is just wrap your head in gauze. There's no, there's and just no like barely because you don't want to mess up her hair. Correct, correct. So just enough where it's just like a crown sitting on it. And then he goes to like cuddle up next to her, and she like scooches over to make room for. Her. Did you notice like every time he like changed position, she was like mm, and like moved in, like snuggled in. Mm. She wasn't completely out of it. No, she she's moving, and then it's just you know uh, place by place, and then and then he's like he's like spooning her, which is strange. Probably not yeah, thought- something you want to do with a with a. Uh, with a, a comatose patient is like put your body weight mm-hmm. on top of them while they're having a hard time breathing. Right. Probably not. And and typically I, I would think that a, a hospital would frown on him yeah. climbing into the bed with her. But well, I could be wrong. No, I mean, it, it, it happens. It happens. But typically there's going to be doctors and, and nurses who come in and check on, on, on the patient. That mm-hmm. doesn't happen until she uh, until she wakes up. Right. And he says, guys, guys, get in here now. And 38 people run in. Everybody in her family, everybody. Because they were all just waiting. Doctors, nurses came. A nurse came in and knelt down at the foot of her bed with a stethoscope on. Nobody checked on her to see. Very excited. Yeah, she was just like, and she just knelt there. It's like, don't you think like like you should like check her vitals, like see what's going on? Um, no, also she's been comatose. Maybe, you know, may, may, maybe like we, uh, we just check to make sure all the brain function is there. Like it needs to be, uh, cut to next scene. Um, she, she's like this dress, I don't want this dress covers my shoulders. I don't like it. And so it's just all cleavage again. She's like, I, but clearly she's had some brain trauma because the guy gets up and goes, now is the day of salvation. Who wants to come get saved? He stands up. She goes. What are, are you going? doing? <laughs> um, did you listen? Weird. You could just see. You could just see. Uh, ja Rule. Look, man. We are an hour and fifty minutes into this movie, where the point is that I get saved, and you don't know what I'm doing. You clearly have brain trauma from the coma. Are you? And what kidding does he say to now? her? I'll be right back. I'll be right back. That's what he said. I'll be right. What back. if he was like? <laughs> What if he was like, listen, you know how earlier in the movie, whenever my phone kept ringing and you were like, uh, uh, I'll never ask you to turn your phone off. And that was like a big thing. Um, And I was like, oh, baby, that's what I've always wanted is somebody who wouldn't ask me to turn my phone off. Yeah, I got to take this call. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. But he he goes up and uh, and I guess gets gets saved. Um, Yeah. Again. Again, third time, 
thir- third time. And then um, she goes to like lift her hands, but you can tell she's not really religious because she does a full on Hitler salute. Um, <laughs> it's like, no. Um, see, Kyle, uh, calm down. And then it cuts back to the beginning of the movie where there's the prison again and the prison narrator. And you think, okay, he had to like be held responsible for his actions. Nope. And, uh, and so this is where we're going to see him in prison, living up to it, but still living the godly life. Oh man, is that T-Bone? T-Bone's in prison and just, they're so happy to be playing basketball. Guys, this in, in being in prison, awesome. We get to play basketball. This is so fantastic. <laughs> And he's just like, by the way, I have no consequences. Everything turned out okay for me. Uh, I put some money in there for you because even though you went to prison for me, I'm still taking care of you. And when you get out, stakes are on me. I was sitting there going, why does this guy look so happy to be reading this letter from the guy that he went to prison for? Just so, just grinning ear to ear. Just so happy. All I had to do was give this cat something juicy. And he would have been fine. Um, and also, you need to get your life together because you're going to be an uncle. Yeah, go, you're going to be an uncle because guess what? Now that we're married, now all of this, the, the lack of clothing actually does make sense. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Uh, cut to three years later. Hey, everybody. I'm Pastor Miles. And maybe, can I just say something? Maybe I understand that people can be redeemed and I understand Mm -hmm. that people like, like, Hey, for real, I understand. Listen, God, God loves all of us and he wants to redeem us. But maybe, maybe if, if you're still uh, looking over your shoulder because of tax fraud or because you were a drug dealer uh, or because uh, you, produce the best old school funk fests ever. Um, and you have no biblical training. Maybe three years is not necessarily long enough for you to be a pastor. No, he was doing online theological seminary. Didn't you see that? He talked about Uh, it in his letter. Oh yeah. Okay. I just want to say, I went to, I went to like on campus real life seminary and I still don't know that everybody who was in that program should be a pastor. Oh yeah. I start. I was about to start naming names and I'm not going to. Don't do that. Um, and then it's just, uh, and then it's just, uh, what is it? Uh, blooper reels for the entire, the entire thing. And then the very last thing is like the real miles Montego. Oh guys, the real miles Montego was that was pastor galley or whatever his name was. What? Whoa, blow your mind garbage this movie was trash Andrea. so so let's talk about the reviews for this movie for just a second okay okay there are on imdb there are a total of 36 user reviews with an average rating of four stars out of 10 okay okay then i want to (laughs) read i just want to read you two Okay. Two uh, reviews. Yes. Let's do it. One one from one end of the spectrum and one from the other end. Okay. Okay. This is one out of ten stars. The title okay. of it is A Marathon of Trash. 
It says this movie is poorly shot, bad acting of unnatural dialogue for two hours. Cheap stock music drones on and on in the background the entire time. And the plot that was not goes- cheap music. Is <laughs> that was not cheap music. Israel paid a lot of money to make that. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And the plot goes no nowhere. <clears throat> As a Christian movie, I think this movie also fails. Religion and God are forcefully shoved into every scenario and it's really jarring. So much so that actions that should have should have dire consequences are brushed away with prayer and devotion to God. Mm-hmm. Here's the line that I like. If you have two hours and want to feel good about Christianity, just go to church instead. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, <laughs> however, at church, are you going to get to see T-Bone, Toby Mac, uh, Mr. Blonde, uh, Stephen Baldwin. Are you going to be able to see a cheetah girl? Are you going to be able to see Ja Rule, all these people in church? No, you won't. So I don't know. Uh, let me just check real quick. I, I just want, I'm just going to double check uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, 11. 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. 11%. <laughs> well, you know That's what? Fantastic. Uh, Snowflake Daydreamer okay. does not agree with 11%. Okay. They gave this movie 10 out of 10 stars. They said, it's a great movie. When I saw the previews for this movie, I was so excited. To see a rapper such as Ja Rule in a movie like this was amazing. So a friend and I drove almost six hours to go see it. Whoa, it was what? The clo- it was the closest place showing the movie. And we got there for the late showing on opening night. I will tell you, there will be tears. And there will be what? moments and again you will see the extraordinary power of god's love and grace this movie is a 10 in my book and to see the cast and crew performing such an amazing role in this movie made it amazing i plan to get it as soon as it's released on dvd and see if it can be played at my church family friendly and just an amazing movie thank you snowflake daydreamer yeah your youth pastor will want to play this but then Someone in leadership of the church will say, no, because the cheetah girl isn't dressed. You can't do it. <laughs> like that, like the whole thing of like, hey, we're trying to keep our girls from dressing like that. You're, you know, that whole causing mm-hmm. your brother to stumble garbage. Um, yeah. Um, okay, here we go. This one is, uh, <laughs> here's from Fiat Lumen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Long awaited the release of this movie because it featured uh, because it featured 20 seconds of Toby Mac. <laughs> Not worth it. <laughs> One star. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, these people who are leaving 10 out of 10 stars, they're getting paid for these reviews, aren't they? I mean, Breath- I, I breathtaking so. movie. Definitely a must watch. This one is called. Uh, too many holes and I'll, I'll read, I'll read this, I'll read this one and then we can, we can move on and, and kind of talk about our, our final th- thoughts on this one. My wife and I are Christians and we're looking for, uh, looking forward to a good, clean, realistic, well-acted movie. This movie failed in so many ways. <laughs> a pastor driving a Lamborghini, really a girlfriend who finds herself in a motel room with him weeks into a relationship and is confidently telling him he's on the couch while she goes to the bedroom. I wish I could believe it happened that way, especially when you consider how she dresses in the movie, reading the song of Solomon and then taking a cold shower afterwards. 
really? Parents. Yeah, forgot about that scene. Yeah, yeah. Parents are the mindless and clueless. Uh, parents are mindless and clueless about their child's lifestyle and circumstances. And her dad was a piece of work. No way does she have that kind of conviction and strength throughout the movie as a result of spending her childhood under the care uh, uh, and Christian training of a dad who acts like a moron. From beginning to end, she wears clothes that reflect an attitude about her body that didn't mesh with the choices she makes in the movie. This uh, inconsistency is one of the many that plague the movie. Friends that are loyal to a fault. In other words, not realistic. Whoa. Let's pause real quick. This guy's never had a loyal friend? Is that... This guy's that, never had that a little. sounded a little bitter. I, I uh, think. Okay, uh, the scene at the end of the movie where it shows his friends in jail reading letters about his changed life, and they seemingly thrilled with this. I do jail ministry, and believe me, it doesn't go down like that. Humble brag. He's just mad because his his friends have never gone to jail for him. Yeah, weird, weird brag, bro. Uh, a scene where the main character drives erratically and is not. Uh, it's not clear at all why a flight in uh, a private jet toward the end of the movie that was one more flaunt of this man's material world and he had acquired through his drug money uh enough already glorifying the riches of this man possesses and what's with this legitimate business we never got to see how talented he is that results in the money that maintains his extravagant lifestyle Something about funk shows, whatever. The scenes where the DEA... Did you write this review? <clears throat> Shush. The scenes of the <laughs> DEA agents were like SNL skits. My wife and I looked at each other and laughed whenever the movie featured one of their stakeouts. I, I'm not saying that God can't have unrealistic events take place in lives of believers. He is God. However, those who made this movie had me feeling so gullible by the end that I really... uh that I really was left feeling disappointed that they couldn't make a movie that developed a plot better and projected characters and situations that were more believable. I thank God for movies like Courageous and Fireproof. Hollywood can do it, but certainly not this time. <sighs> One star. The that, title of this this review is yeah. Church Girl Dresses to Kill. Yeah. We are not the only ones who noticed. Yes. What she was wearing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, Also, I'm pretty sure you wrote that review you just read. Well, you can tell that I didn't because uh, of the last sentence that I thank God for movies like Courageous. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, um, you did that to throw us off. Yeah. Here is. uh, Okay. There is one more review that I think is going to be fun. Uh, I love this movie, so I ordered, (laughs) so I ordered it and received a blank DVD with a dent. I'm returning it back. Very poor one star. <laughs> She's upset that she got the bad DVD. Okay, that's I, I don't think that she understands how this works. Um so Okay. All right. So um, one star. Okay, does this movie pass the Bechtel test? No. No, just hard pass. Nope. Not nope. at all. There's not two girls having a conversation about anything other than a man. Okay, great. Nope. Does it pass the black Bechtel test? Nope. Nope, sure doesn't. Um I will say that there is not a magical black man in this movie unless you just call the fact that Miles has uh, the riches of a leprechaun. That then maybe okay, I changed my mind. There is a magical black man in this movie. Um gone. Well, I mean <laughs> something at the end of I don't know. They're magically delicious. Um okay, oh, how many times did you fall asleep in this movie, Andrea? 
Honestly, I did not fall asleep once. Okay, and that is fine. And this week you can uh, you can ask me, and that'll be our rating system. How 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 many times did you fall asleep? Three. I fell asleep three times in this movie. This movie gets three Seth sleeps. Uh, I want to just like make an excuse about like how I'm tired because I've been traveling. No, this movie <clears throat> is a cacophony of stupid. This movie yeah. is bad. <laughs> it is real bad. It's uh, it's real bad. Okay. So um, I'm going to go ahead and just say my not for me this week. Um, yeah. My not for me is uh, Andrea for suggesting that we watch this movie. You, my dear friend, are not for me. I hate you. And may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> What's your not for me? You know, I just, I don't, I don't think my not for me can even come close to that. So <laughs> we're just going to leave it there. I think that oh, is a no, good not note. The not the ah! All right, this week in the Babylon Bee. <sighs> Bible college to provide complimentary wives to unmarried pastoral graduates. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, I think that maybe Miles, he, he, I think that he ended up getting married after going to online seminary. So listen, it, it works. It can happen that way too. It, it, it works. It works. Oh, no, not the beast. Not the beast. Ah! Um, Andrea, that's episode 50. Let's get out of here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, that's a show. But our thoughts and opinions are not the final word, dear listener. We would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on this dumpster fire of a movie. Um, please, please tell us that you watched it and what you think of it. Uh, absolutely. And 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 I also just need to point out that uh, the thoughts and opinions of uh, Andrea and Seth do not represent the thoughts and opinions of any church that we might be associated with. Don't forget to like, follow, and comment on all the socials. We are at Dropping Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as a reminder for every comment we receive on uh, uh, any of the things, honestly, we're going to donate a, a dollar to a local charity or ministry. Uh, this this month, honestly, we're, we're going towards uh, some sort of COVID relief thing because it's on its way back. And I'm really tired of COVID-19. Yes. Remember, the greatest compliment that you could give us is to tell a friend to listen to this episode or maybe a different one and then to subscribe for next week. Yeah. we'll be back. We will be back next week. Uh, you got two more weeks to kind of give us your your the things that you would like for us to kind of relive uh, on our birthday episode. Uh, but uh, subscribe because we will be back. And until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea. And this is Dropping Sunday. Uh-huh.